we have our first question. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived. <laughs> we have, this is it. This is it. This, this is, is it. This is it. This for. is it. So email us those questions. Like we said, if you do, we're going to talk about them. Here we are talking about them. All right. Hey, welcome to Brain Bites. I am Logan. I am Keegan. You're listening to Brain Bites. This is the show where we answer all of the questions that you never even knew you had, that you never thought to ask. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's our tagline. So, welcome to class. Welcome. We're so happy to have you. We're so happy to have you. My name is Professor Keegan. I don't want to say my name. You're stuck with it. You have to say it. That's your that's your own fault. Thank you so much for taking a few <laughs> minutes out of your busy schedule to hang out with us. Dude, so there was a Dean comment. Logan. <laughs> you. So there was a comment, not a comment, like a review on our thing, and it was yeah. like, I don't know if you saw it, but the person was like, love the podcast. I feel like I'm just hanging out with some buddies, and they're, we're just, you know, shooting the Shooting the stuff. <laughs> I can't say the saying because it's a family friendly podcast, but you know what I mean. Oh, they okay, sweet. They're, they're like, I feel like yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. with two buddies just hanging out. Well, that's nice. That's awesome. Hey, man. shout out to you, whoever you are. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, we really appreciate that. We should probably had like use your username or whatever, so we could have shouted you out. But you know, we're new to this, so well, I just thought about it. So well, Next we time. really appreciate it. Yeah, we love shooting the stuff with you. So uh, you were out of town this weekend, right? Yeah, I was out uh, of town Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. I was in Birmingham. Birmingham, Alabama. Magic City. What up? What up? Did anything uh, anything crazy, Any anything interesting happen? Well, it's Birmingham, so a lot of interesting <laughs> stuff happened. Um, I was at a retirement for uh, a gentleman who had uh, 36 years of military service. Okay. Which is crazy to think mm-hmm. about because most people just do 20. But... He had a retirement, so I was there, and he had a, the big giant cake. I mean, it's massive, man. It's like half the size of a table. Right. So we're going through like the refreshment line, and nobody had cut the cake yet. So I was like, "Hey, is anybody going to cut the cake?" And everybody was like, "No, we're waiting on somebody else to do it." So I was like, "I'll do it." So I got the little, little V-shaped yeah. trow- trowel-looking thing, and I was cutting it. <laughs> and the guys that were standing off was like, "Hey, you mu- you must have done this before." And I was like, "No, just." cutting it in squares and then this lady i heard her say millennials and i turned around and said excuse me <laughs> and she said you're cutting that cake wrong and i said oh i didn't know there was a certain way you had to cut a cake <laughs> and she said and she said you're, you're cutting them too big so i said okay so i cut a piece and then i cut it in like eight little slivers man it was like paper thin and i dropped the thing and walked away and like, dude, I was so mad, and it got me thinking, like, millennials have such a bad stigma. Yeah. Which I get. I mean, a lot of them are rough. Are rough. But as for me, like, that's not an everyday thing that I'm supposed to know. Right. You know, so I, you can't say millennial because it's not a, well, mar- a marketable skill. We'll it's also not- say that's not a thing that anybody 
is supposed to know or I think is even there. There's not even a right or wrong way to do it. It's cake. Cut it how you want it. Exactly. And the guys, if you want a square piece, get a square piece. And if the you guys, want a circle piece, yeah, cut it in a circle. And the guys that were standing behind me were like, oh, you must have done this before. Yeah, I'm cutting the cake. So don't say millennial. <laughs> and that's just like I had a I had a guy before I was driving a truck with a trailer. And he said, hey, just back the trailer. And I said, no, man, I cannot back up a trailer. And it was an older guy. And he was like, no, just back it up. And I was like, all right, dude, whatever. I mean, I told you. Ran right into a power pole. Yeah. And he gets out and he's yelling. And he's like, you F, you you bleeping millennials, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I said, hold on a minute. I've never had anybody show me how to back up a trailer. Yeah, if this is anybody's fault, it's yours. It's very difficult. I've never had anybody show me. So how about instead of like getting mad at me just be like hey how about you show me yes or be like okay you don't feel comfortable doing it let me do let it me do it exactly. i'll sit in the passenger seat and you walk me watch through. yeah and that's what i think a lot of problem is like some of these kids are growing up and their parents aren't in the picture mm-hmm. like for me um one of my parents wasn't around and i didn't like i don't know how to drop stick shift right i had to watch youtube to learn how to change a tire right don't know how to back up a trailer and I feel like a lot of these kids are, their parents aren't in the picture, uh-huh. and all they have is a, a well, computer or a video game, and that's all they know. The thing is, though, even if both parents are in the picture, I think the problem that we've run into is that a lot of adults now are assuming that because we have that internet so easily accessible to us, that means that we basically just have this like limit limitless knowledge right and that we're just automatically going to know how to do everything or like oh they'll just figure it out and yes there are a lot of things that we will do that with that like if it's something that appears in our everyday lives that we don't know how to do we'll figure it out that way you know what i mean exactly like when i was learning how to shave i went on google and i was like best way to shave yeah you know what i mean and i'm not mad at my dad for not teaching me how to shave that's just how it was yeah and so but you can't go on Google and say how to drive stick shift. Exactly. You're gonna That's tr- an experience. You're going to burn up the clutch if you do that. Exactly. And so before you go hating on millennials, yeah. ask yourself, did I do my part in teaching these people how to do this thing that I'm getting mad at them for not knowing? Because somebody had to teach you. Exactly. You didn't just know how to do it. You didn't come out. It's not an inherent thing that we're supposed to know. No. So not in the slightest. That just makes me mad. Like yeah. when that happens. You know, man, let's let's not talk politics though. <laughs> <laughs> man, I just had to get that off my chest. I understand completely. But yeah, let's not talk politics. We have our first question. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived. <laughs> <laughs> we have this is it. This is it. This, this is, is it. This is it. This for. is it. So email us those questions. Like we said, if you do, we're gonna talk about them. Here we are talking about them. All right. This is Blake <clears throat> S. Blake S. From Tennessee. From Tennessee. You know what, Blake? You're the only 10 I see. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. Why can't I whistle into a microphone? It's, it's, in, you're it's in something your about head. the microphone. No, you're in your head. It's right. all in your head. You're right. You're right. It's mental, bro. Hey, Blake S., appreciate you, man. What is it Blake you. S. or is it just Blake's? <laughs> Blake space, capital S, period. Blakes, what's up? (laughs) Hey, Blakes. So he asked, what, I'm just going to give you the cliff notes of what he said. What Mm -hmm. is the point of trick-or-treating? Which, great question. I agree. What's the point? Yeah. Because I hate Halloween. 
because I feel like we've all probably heard like most of the stories of like why we celebrate Halloween in general. Mm-hmm. I guess we can kind of hit like the bullet, like the quick, the spark notes version of that. We won't go into super detail, but we're focusing pretty much more here on trick or treating itself. Like, what relevance does that have to All Hallows Eve? Exactly. It just seems really odd to me because growing up, my parents were like, you know, stay away from strangers. Stranger danger. Stranger, exactly. Never talk to strangers. Never take candy from strangers. Espe- yeah. Especially don't there's, take. There's going to be razor blades if that unwrapped candy. There's going to be <laughs> razor blades in your apples, which I've heard has never happened. They're going to. And they said, be careful with the, the candy that looks like Pez or um, Sweet Tarts because uh-huh. it's actually drugs. <laughs> like, what drug dealer is just going to give away free drugs yeah, exactly. to kids? That's a good, uh, well, maybe, you know, maybe he's playing the long con. You know, he's trying to get them addicted young so then yeah. he can grow his empire when Play they get kid. older. That's true. But <laughs> never take candy from strangers. Never talk to strangers. And all this happens at night. <laughs> Both of these things happen at night. Yeah. In unfamiliar neighborhoods. Usually. So um, on Halloween, I guess all these pedophiles are just... Uh, pedophiles? They're sleeping. That was a joke. I don't actually say I it know. that way. What's that from? Somebody I don't said know. it like that. I, I thought know. it was one of the officers or the friends. Keegan Original. <laughs> that's, just that's what I was thinking. Nobody's ever not said that, though. Yeah. Like. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Pedophiles. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, they must just take the night off. Yeah, they're sleeping. This is their one <laughs> one off night from being creeps. Oh man! So, what's this all about? You know, because to me, this sounds like more like the start of like an episode of Law and Order or something like that. You know, what I mean, bum bum, bum 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 bum, in the criminal justice system. <laughs> <laughs> this is the candy. Something unit. <laughs> I don't know. The candy crime unit. Oh! CCU! Man. Hands in the air! Dude, it was right there, and I had it. Yeah, CCU. you're not a closer, though. <laughs> Ouch. Now, it... <laughs> I'm just going to roll right past that one. I did enjoy trick-or-treating as a kid. Yeah. But... I didn't. But I can't... Strictly Im- because my parents didn't allow me to go trick-or-treating. Well, that's good. Yeah. Because the street me and my sister and my cousins went on. The street's hard for a kid. Yeah. It was a, it was a one big loop. It wasn't like a cul-de-sac, but the mm-hmm. road went in a loop. And there was a rumor that there was a registered sex offender that lived. Uh-oh. And it was like the big thing to walk in front of his house, you know, like yeah. past his driveway. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. But I can't imagine like dropping kids off in like a neighborhood with their yeah. friends. And then coming back in a couple hours and getting them. Like, I would never leave them alone with their friends to go to a stranger's house and get candy. (laughs) I can't imagine that. No, it's a recipe for awful things to happen. Yeah, one scoop. So what is the point? One scoop. That's the question. Nighttime, a pinch of candy, and whiskey in the danger. That's a recipe. (laughs) 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 That's a recipe. Oh man, yeah, that's funny. So Blake S, here's to you. What is the point of trick or treating? Here we go. All right. So why do kids trick or treat? Um, first of all, don't be an adult and trick or treat. That's all I'll say. Oh gosh, Uh, look, don't be an adult 
can go to a Halloween party unless it's for your kids and you're dropping them off. I was actually going to ask you, uh, next weekend, do you yeah. want to come over for a Halloween party? I'll bring Rhett dressed up. <laughs> and you can dress up your dog and I they can play. I can't dress you <laughs> No. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> oh, um, man. All but right, yeah, so don't be an adult. And what, trick or treat. Yeah. What drives me up the wall? Here we go. What drives me up a wall about Halloween? <laughs> yeah, vertical is <laughs> is couple costumes. Guess what? Me and my wife are dressing up. Are y'all really? We have every every year that we've been together, we've done a couple. I have not ever, and I will not ever. It's okay. You Good know what you. I'll go as <laughs> myself. Because <laughs> you know who I am. Logan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're Dean Logan. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I don't know what it is. I just can't stand seeing I get that. grown adults dressed up and especially couples. Because <laughs> you know the dude is miserable. It's all the girlfriend. Okay. So, so <laughs> why do kids trick or treat? That's what we're here for. That's let's what te- we're here for. That's what we're here to talk about. All right. So jumping in. Boink, boink. Psh. Love it. Halloween has its roots in the ancient pre-Christian Celtic festival of Samhain. I think we're saying that right. Fingers crossed. If you're an ancient Celtic, <laughs> let us know. Let us know. Email us at brainbitespodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this uh, this festival of Samhain, it was celebrated on the night of October 31st. So oh, what figure. we call Halloween now. So uh, the Celts, Celts, whatever you want to say, I don't. Whatever I'm gonna say how I I'm gonna say it how I say it and you can get over it. They lived uh, 2,000 years ago in the area that is now Ireland. So they believe that the dead returned to Earth on this night, and people would gather to light bonfires and offer sacrifices and pay homage to the deceased. Okay. Essentially, so that's what this festival of Samhain is. Because a lot of ancient people were very. Superstitious, very superstitious, and I'm just a little stitious, but they were <laughs> super, very stitious. So I can see that paying homage to the dead and have good luck. You know, yeah. your ancestors are watching over you. Yeah, but, I get that. I yeah. mean, I get that, but it's still a little, little, little weird. Well, just I mean, a little bit. Sa- giving sacrifices is weird. Yes. Anyways, so during the uh, celebrations of Samhain, these villagers would disguise themselves in costumes. A lot of times they'd be made of, like, animal skins. Uh, they would do this to drive away these, like, phantom visitors. Okay? So they were scared of animals? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or they were just trying to blend in? Maybe they're trying to blend in. Okay. Because I read some other stories of, like, um, they would dress up as demons and stuff like that. Because, mm-hmm. essentially, like a, like a camouflage, like a, a wolf in sheep's clothing kind of okay. deal. Or a so sheep like and they wolf's thought, clothing. Yeah, sheep and wolves clothing. So yeah. these they thought these demons were coming in. So they were like, Well, if I dress as a demon too, they'll just think I'm one of them and then they won't scare me. <laughs> yeah, they, they won't, won't try hide to under hurt my me, bed. I guess. So how did they know what demons looked like though? That's what I want to know. How do people know what demons look like? They watched uh Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> 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 oh man. That is awesome. Yeah. Oh, so that's, that's great. They uh they dressed up in these costumes. <laughs> they left out uh, edible offerings to appease these unwelcome spirits. So they were doing a lot of stuff. Like they were going above and beyond to appease these uh 
these ghosts. I mean, that was basically their religion, really. Yeah, I mean, I the pagans, that was their thing. Yeah. So in later centuries, people began dressing as ghosts, demons, and other creatures to perform short plays in exchange for food and drink. Okay, so they would dress up, they'd get on their cool costumes, and then they'd do like... They'd go to door-to-door like carolers? Maybe. That'd be funny. That'd be really fun. Hello. Trick or treat. Happy Halloween. Here's a play. (laughs) Give me some bread and I'll (laughs) I'll perform Shakespeare. Yeah, food and drink. False score and... Oh, (laughs) that's Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Did y'all ever, ever have to learn that in school? Uh, I, I think we were probably supposed rock. to. I didn't pay much attention. Dude, it is like burned in my brain now. That's funny. Yeah. So these people were dressing up as ghost demons and stuff. They're doing plays uh, in exchange for food and drink. So this custom, it was commonly known as mumming, uh, dates back to the Middle Ages, and it's thought to be kind of an early form of trick-or-treating. Well, that makes sense. So I guess they were going door-to-door then, if it's an early form of trick-or-treating. I guess either be- that or just the fact that they're dressing up in exchange for food and drink. Okay. So somewhere the translation's kind of lost there. Yeah. But um so by the ninth century, Christianity is spread into the Celtic lands. So it gradually blended in with older pagan rites. So in around one thousand AD, the uh the church designated November second as All Souls Day. So this was their new time of honoring the dead. So the the Christian church just took it over and then changed it. Pretty much. Like they did with Christmas as well, which yeah. we'll get to. We'll get to. In December. Yeah. Um, so in this uh, this new kind of version of it, the All Souls Day, poor people, they would visit the houses of wealthier families. So this is what I'm assuming kind of the door-to-door comes, comes from. from. Okay. Yeah. So these poor people would go to these houses of wealthier families, and then they would receive pastries called soul cakes. Oh, clever. Ain't that cute? Isn't that clever? <laughs> Could you come up with anything else? <laughs> so they were getting soul cakes. At least change creepy cakes. <laughs> I mean, keep with the sea. Here is your ghost cake. Here is your creepy cake. <laughs> or your terror treats. Oh, man. Terror treats. That's good. Yeah. Here's your Scooby snack. Mm. So these poor people, they come to the houses of these wealthier families and they get their soul cakes, okay, in exchange for a promise to pray for the souls of the homeowner's dead relatives. I don't like that one bit. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't like that. So they're coming up and they're like, can I please have a soul cake? And then the person's like, yes, here you go, peasant. But promise you'll pay for pray for my dead aunt Martha. Here's your soul cake. And then they never pray for him. <laughs> I mean, it was a promise. I mean, you, <laughs> was it a pinky promise? Or it, was maybe. Just, maybe they were like, "Here's he your soul cake, pinky." Or he had his hand. Hook beh- it. <laughs> he had his hand behind his back with his fingers crossed. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I'll pray for. Whatever. Let me see both hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so. This tradition became known as souling. All right, the practice—the practice of this—was later taken up by children. So now these kids would go from door to door, asking for gifts such as food, money, and ale. So you know their parents just got tired of doing it. So yeah, they had exactly. a couple of kids, and these said, homeless people got cocky, and then they were like, "Ah, uh, <laughs> I can't do this anymore." Hey, little in, little Timmy turned it into a business. Yeah. 
So I, I would like to bring back one portion of this. So in the future, when I have kids, that says that these kids were going in exchange for food and money, too. So I'm just going to send my mm. kids out when I have them in the future and be like, hey, instead of candy, get them dollar dollar bills. Scoop it up. <laughs> Scoop up them dollars. Do it. All right. So when Halloween made its big break. Debut. Its debut was during uh, the 1840s when Irish immigrants were coming over here during the Irish potato famine. And with them, they brought the old rituals, right. such as souling. Okay. Them and the Scottish uh, communities brought these old rituals and you know to keep their ancestors alive and their right. traditions alive they started doing souling and by the 1920s halloween had become a big part of america right and it's what all the kids wanted to do and that's when like vandalizing would happen right. all these pranks egg in houses um, so america came along turned and it into it. uh crazy party vandalized time yep that's what <laughs> seems to happen we take things and just make it a party <laughs> but each year they reported that there was over a hundred thousand dollars of damage to these towns and communities from these kids that's crazy practicing well disrespecting yeah these rituals for real so we go this hollowed holiday i guess you could call it yeah was originally created as a sign of respect of dead relatives of dead relatives and now it's like halloween putting on my bunny ears in a thong Ooh. here we go that's what you're putting on that's i mean that's what i've gone as every every year in the past so. ariana grande <laughs> <laughs> you're going as ariana grande <laughs> that's funny man yeah but it's crazy how it's gotten morphed into this I guess you could say that it started as a good thing, kind of-ish. At least it started as, like, from a place of, like, kind of sincerity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it was, like, maybe this is a little weird, but we're doing it out of respect, a little bit out of fear, I guess, because yeah, they thought the, that the demons were going to eat them. They were roaming the streets. Right. But they also prayed for their dead relatives. Right. Because so, of Souls Day. Yeah, I, we've uh, I, we've come to a strange place. I guess, guys. I mean, how did it go from? <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell you how it how? came from. Mm, to mm. how America got a hold of? <laughs> they did. They got yeah. it in a headlock, man. Yeah, <laughs> man. Because there are still places where All Hallows Eve is still originally like what it was pretty much you primarily know I mean? um ireland and scotland yeah and they said the british people hate halloween like a majority of people will shut off their lots lock their doors <laughs> and kind of just they're like the ebenezer scrooge of halloween yeah and they said the majority <laughs> of the people exactly the majority of the people do that because they just hate the holiday yeah and i'm moving to britain now let's do it <laughs> going to the uk uk here we come that's how we get global We'll just move from yeah, basically boy. busk our way to stardom. Basically what we need to do, busk our way, we're just going to go set up on the sidewalk and do the podcast. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh man. Um so it morphed from kids <laughs> getting soul cakes. Yep. Coming homeless people getting soul cakes. Yeah, homeless kids. The Irish <laughs> coming over here to the during the potato famine. Yeah. Bringing their traditions with them. Yeah. They would do it in their communities. Americans got a hold of it and turned it into getting candy. Yep. Turn it into getting candy. And that's why we're one of the fattest nations. Show enough. So after it came to America though, it uh it got even worse around the time of like the Great Depression. Mm, so around the thirties? Sure. Right. So um in the Great Depression, like Halloween mischief was often devolving, like we said, into like vandalism, uh physical assaults and just all around acts of violence. So one theory holds that this was like all these excessive pranks on Halloween is what led to the widespread adoption of an organized community-based trick-or-treating tradition in oh, the 1930s. Okay. That makes so sense. that's just another kind of side of the argument is that instead of these people just running around and spray painting stuff and getting into fights mm-hmm. and breaking windows, they're like, okay, if you can't beat them, join them. So they tried to turn it into something wholesome. Yeah. I guess. Again. I guess. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> they tried to put a stop to the vandalism. Yeah. Yeah, they try it's like they tried to turn it into something wholesome. Community based. Yeah, community based, everything. Yeah. So they're doing that and then this trend kind of gets brought to a stop for a little bit, uh, because of the outbreak of World War Two. Mm. So these children then had to refrain from trick-or-treating because of sugar rationing. We talked about this a little bit in the Is a Hot Dog uh, a Sandwich episode when we were talking about carrots, how around World War II, is it good for your eyesight? So there's no sugar. They couldn't do that. So people aren't getting candy, obviously. No candy. Yeah. So these children kind of stopped. And so then at the height of the post-war baby boom, quote-unquote... So the 50s. Yes. 50s and 60s. Trick-or-treating reclaimed its place uh, among a lot of other Halloween customs. And then it quickly became standard practice for millions and millions and millions of people uh, in America's cities and newly built suburbs. So it was no longer constrained by sugar rationing, obviously. We got it back. We're fat. (laughs) Uh, Candy companies, they capitalized on this ritual. So they launched national advertising campaigns specifically aimed at Halloween. Yeah, I've seen still happening. I've seen tons of them. This, yeah, this we got Reese's month. shaped like pumpkins. Mm, we got I love Reese's. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my goodness! But we got like orange and black M and M stuff like that. Yeah, it's all it is is to make companies money. Yes, that's all. So, Valentine's Day is is a Hallmark company for the card company. How much money like annually are these people? Making, you know, like all the all these, yeah. There's a report that it's estimated they spend six billion dollars a year <laughs> on Halloween, making it the second highest grossing. So consumers are spending six, $6 billion dollars. That's it's, crazy. It's the second largest commercial holiday. Yeah, and I the guess first after is Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, I Insane. hate that. That drives me crazy. Because I hate Halloween. <laughs> Give me that $6 billion. A lot of people love Halloween, man. I know. No, I mean, I'm not saying that you should like it. I'm oh, with you, probably. Like, I, I'm not a huge fan of Halloween. Look, and I'll take my I'm son. a fan of the weather. Oh, I do. I, I love, love Halloween weather, Like, but that's just called fall. So 
Yeah, I love just fall call weather. It fall. <laughs> don't call it fall. <laughs> Halloween weather. But I will take my son trick or treating. Like, don't get me wrong. But when he turns a certain age, that's what's it. your cutoff? What's your age? You know, I haven't really thought about that cutoff age until like you right just now. asked me. But I'll go with him. But I'll I'll stay with him. I won't mm-hmm. ever leave him alone for sure. Well, and I feel like that's how you can kind of keep it wholesome or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, let it be. You know, you got a lot of people arguing for traditions like Santa Claus, stuff like that. Yeah. Let it be something like that. Like, let it be kind of a fun thing, not something that can potentially get your kid in a lot of trouble. Because yeah. this can turn bad very fast. Good. So, what so be age, careful. What age do kids start middle school? Like, sixth grade? Sixth grade? I'd say, what, like, 12? That's my cutoff. Let's see. Once you get out of elementary school? Uh, 11 to 12. Yeah. So when you're 11 to 12 years old, kids right? Stopped. Yep. That's just me, though. You don't have to follow that. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of these rules are just in my head, and my wife gets to hear about them. Yep. Same. And then, <laughs> and then I get to hear about them. And then all you guys get to hear about them now. I never had an outlet until now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So that, in a nutshell, is why, why we trick-or-treat. Or why what, kids trick or treat? What's the point of it? That's it. Yeah, and I still don't know if we answered Blake's question. Um, with like what the point of it is. I mean, there's really not a point. It's just tradition that it's tradition. Yeah, that just is still here. Yeah, kind just of ancient. Got morphed. Good bit. Ancient Celtic <laughs> tradition that was brought to America, and then yeah. we capitalized on it, made a six billion dollar industry <laughs> like we do everything. Yeah. So, we hope you guys learned something. Hope we answered your question, Blake. Thanks for shooting that question over. If you want us to talk about your questions, email those to us or tweet them at us or comment them on Instagram. Hashtag BrainBitesPod if you do something on Twitter. Yes. Hashtag BrainBitesPod. So, make sure you guys are studying for the final. It's coming. We won't tell you when. It's a pop. It's a pop final. Pop final. Yep. So... (laughs) Halloween. It's be, tomorrow. Be safe out there. Hope we uh hope we hyped you up for it. If you <laughs> if you are, are at a couple's party and you're the guy, just remember I'm shaking my head with my arms crossed and a mean face. A disappointed father. So just look. imagine Ron Swanson shaking his head. <laughs> That's what I want you to imagine if you're with your girl yeah. at a party. Or your boyfriend. Or you're the girlfriend and the boyfriend or boy boy girl. If you're an adult at, yeah. in a costume. <laughs> and you're with your significant other. Shake head. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to dress up as a dunce cat. <laughs> and crash all these parties and just sit on people. Just jump on people's heads. <laughs> just tackle them. Yeah. You just walk up and be like, what's up? <laughs> I'll kick in the door. That's you pooting on their head because you're sitting oh, on top of their head like a dunce cat. I'll just kick in the door and then. That's not even a forty-five pound dunce cap anymore. That's a what? What do you What do you weigh? One hundred and seventy-five. That's a hundred and seventy-five pound dunce cap. It'll be like a cop breaking up a high school party. (laughs) I'll just kick in. They'll be like, "Oh no!" Yeah, the dunce cap's here. Scatter! (laughs) And I'll just like lock on my target. Yeah, I'll just go. Is that a couple I see? (laughs) 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 On all fours. Yes. (laughs) That's awesome.
awesome. Oh, man. man. So we hope you guys learned something. We really enjoyed talking about this. We hope you enjoyed listening. Um, if you did, be sure to, like we said at the top of the episode, subscribe, rate, and review. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Send us questions uh, at our email, brainbitespodcast at gmail.com. Yep. And episode 8. Episode 8. We're two months up, in. Man. We're almost episode 100. We're closer than we were last week. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. We really do appreciate it. And we will catch you guys on the flippity flop. Hey, kids, catch you on the flippity flop.